G'day, Giselle Hanna here for this week's edition of Stick Together, the only national program focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues from a worker's perspective. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR and the Community Radio Network with the support of the Community Radio Federation on the stolen lands of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Coming up in the second part of the program, we speak with Katerina Chinani from the United Workers' Union about a matter currently before the federal court involving 12 women farm workers who have levelled sexual harassment allegations against staff at Perfection Fresh. But first, some union news. <laughs> The MUA have reached an in-principle agreement with DP World, which includes a 23% pay rise over four years and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. The agreement will now be taken to members to vote on. The pay increases are reported to be 8% in the first year, 7% in the second, 4% in the third and 4.5% in the fourth. The other key issue in the dispute was around rostering, with the MUA wanting to ensure work-life balance and time to recover from work and DP World pursuing endless flexibility. No detail has been released as yet, but the MUA declared the agreement delivers fair pay, safety and fatigue management measures and provides job security and a fair work-life balance. The RTBU's industrial campaign at V-Line has escalated with four hours of industrial action from 3am to 7am on the 12th, 16th, 19th and 23rd of February. While the industrial action is only being taken by operations staff, it is sufficient to grind the whole system to a standstill. The union has been in negotiations since June, but no agreement around rostering flexibility, hours or pay has been reached. And the federal government staffers represented by the CPSU have put forward their log of claims, which includes pay rises of 20% over three years, nine in the first year, six in the second and five in the final year of the agreement as well as a cost-of-living adjustment payment where inflation exceeds the wage increase due that year. Increased superannuation, the right to stop working unreasonable hours, work-from-home rights, paid lactation breaks, gender affirmation leave and incremental pay advancements for casuals. As promised, workers at Transgrid escalated their industrial action on Thursday the 8th of February with three eight-hour stoppages in 24 hours. Starting from midnight, all ETU members at Transgrid, about a 1,000 workers, took legally protected industrial action in support of EBA negotiations to stop their wages going backwards in this cost-of-living crisis. Transgrid is one of New South Wales' biggest power companies and workers there deserve a decent pay rise as they use their skills to reshape and maintain the state's transmission infrastructure, often working in tough conditions and keeping the lights on for millions of people. An in-principle agreement between TASPORTS and the Australian Maritime Officers' Union has brought marine pilots' industrial action to an end. Tasport's pilots had been escalating industrial action against their employer since the 19th of January. 
The pilot suspended work stoppages and bans as negotiations progressed, but reinstated them on the 5th of February before lifting them again on the 7th of February ahead of a meeting between the two parties that day. At that meeting, TASPORTS and the AMOU reached an in-principle agreement which provides marine pilots with a 12% salary increase over three years. And network aviation pilots have voted down an EBA for the third time and notified Qantas, who owns the FIFO and regional subsidiary, that a third 24-hour work stoppage will commence this week following last Thursday the 8th of February's 24-hour stoppage. Pilots flying for fully owned Qantas subsidiary Network Aviation will stop work for three consecutive days this Wednesday, Thursday and Friday the 14th, 15th and 16th of February. Members of the Australian Federation of Air Pilots, AFAP, make up 90% of the more than 250 pilots employed by Network Aviation and they're eligible to take part in this lawful, protected industrial action approved by the Fair Work Commission. These pilots fly jet aircraft for Qantas Link, which is passenger transport, and Network Aviation, which is chartered contracts. Network aviation pilots took industrial action in October and were due to take action again in November, but it was called off at the 11th hour when an in-principle agreement was made. But now this industrial action is because Qantas management is walking away from negotiations and last week taking previously agreed items off the bargaining table. And after the threat of industrial action, Multiplex have signed on to a four-year agreement with the CFMEU with a 25% pay increase over the life of the agreement, including an immediate 10% increase. The agreement also includes increased overtime rates, a locked-in RDO calendar, rides for CFMEU delegates, increased payments to ReadyFund, which is a portable redundancy scheme, improved travel allowances, increased income protection and the payment of a training levy. The CFMEU WA branch 2024 EBA campaign was launched in late 2023. State Secretary Mick Buchan noted the deal with Multiplex sets a benchmark across the industry. And looking overseas... In South Korea, on Tuesday the 6th of February, the Samsung Group Labor Union Solidarity Organisation, which is an integrated union made up of unionised workers from 11 different unions, called for the company to increase wages by 5.4% this year. The wage matches both inflation and the increase in labour productivity in the industry. The integrated union called for direct meetings with the chairman of Samsung to discuss wages, work-life balance and leave entitlements. The integration of Samsung's unions came about in January and it is affiliated with the KCTU, the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions. The announcement coincides with the Lunar New Year holidays in South Korea and is intended to set the tone for labour relations over the next 12 months. The integrated union presents an opportunity for workers to protect their interests as Samsung management has flagged changes as the company faced a decline in profits in 2023, as well as multiple legal problems relating to mergers and financial irregularities. (laughs) 
and in India, thousands of workers in unorganised and informal labour jobs gathered in front of the Indian National Parliament on Thursday the 8th of February, beginning a week of demonstrations for the rights of 90% of India's labourers. The action was organised by the Working Group on the Legal Protection of Informal Workers ahead of the general election in April. The workers who turned up for Thursday's action came from a wide array of industries, particularly construction, agriculture, domestic work and fisheries. The Modi government has increased the deregulation of the workforce and the recent federal budget did not include social security allocations for informal workers. The workers are demanding legislative change for the compulsory registration of workers and unions, a guaranteed minimum wage, occupational health and safety, relevant protections for female workers, collective bargaining rights and social security measures including pensions and housing provisions. The workers who contribute to 50% of India's GDP will hold a week of state-based demonstrations culminating with a nationwide strike on the 16th of February. You're listening to Stick Together, Worker Stories and Union News, broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Stick Together, Workers' Stories, Union News and Social Justice Issues. Twelve women, all members of the United Workers' Union, are taking one of Australia's largest horticulture companies, Perfection Fresh, to court, accusing them of not providing a safe workplace free from sexual harassment and assault. The Perfection 12 have now lodged their claim in the federal court and their organiser, Katerina Chinani, joins me on today's Stick Together. I'm Katerina Chinani. I am a director at the United Workers' Union and I am part of the farm organising campaign. Thank you so much, Katerina. Workers at at Perfection Fresh have levelled accusations of sexual harassment at the company's officials. What's the story here? Yeah, so we have 12 very brave union farm women who've come forward with allegations of sexual harassment and abuse, um, which occurred over uh, 2020 and 2021 at the Glass House, which is in Two Wells in South Australia. And those allegations are systemic, repetitive stories of pretty horrific abuse and harassment, everything from being propositioned for sex to inappropriate sexualised language all the way to groping and assault. Um, one woman has 100 instances of groping that occurred to her, occurred to her in um, this glass house and the perpetrators were team leaders and growers. So there are multiple perpetrators as well. It isn't just 12 women and one perpetrator. It is 12 women and two different perpetrators. So it's an ongoing systemic problem. And this case is the largest, um, we believe, largest sexual harassment case that's been brought forward, but it's been brought forward by working class women of colour 
which in itself is something we should recognise and show solidarity with. Well, the media reports are saying that those two individuals are no longer employed. Does that resolve the issue in your mind? Quite simply, not at all. It's great that the perpetrators have been terminated. However, if we look at this company, the Perfection Fresh Glasshouse at Two Wells, or we look across this sector, we know this is a systemic issue. We know this is something that occurs regardless of whether the perpetrators of this instance have been terminated, regardless of whether there's policies um, in place. And I'm getting a bit tired of corporations hiding behind written policies as a way of saying that they have dealt with this issue. We had this issue come up of sexual harassment in 2015 in this workplace. It's part of an ABC documentary called Slaving Away with two Taiwanese backpackers. Now we've had instances with these 12 women in 2020 and 2021. And since we've launched the case, we are getting messages from women and also people in the community about other instances occurring in farms around sexual harassment. So we know that actually terminating the perpetrator isn't enough, that there is an ongoing problem, a systematic problem, and that there are some drivers to that. And we need to actually change that the work in that glass house so that women are safe, workers are safe, and they have a path to bring forward complaints without retaliation. Do you have a view or an analysis of what you think those drivers are behind those systemic issues? Yeah, so one of the drivers is insecure work. So, you know, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of speculation and stereotypes, especially when migrant women and women of colour come forward. There's always like a sense that actually their identity as women of colour or migrants make them vulnerable, but and, and that their visa makes them vulnerable. Actually, it's the insecure work arrangements that they're on that creates a level of exploitation. So if you're an insecure worker on, um, on a visa or on a PALM program, or if you're a, um, a worker who lives locally with residents and citizenship rights, but you go to work and your shifts are completely dictated and the income you earn is completely dictated by a rostering system that has power put in the hands of one or two individuals and that system require, um, lends itself to favouritism and abuse, then that's a problem. So the two Taiwanese backpackers in 2015 were terminated when they came forward with allegations of sexual harassment. This is the underlying issue that we need to address. Insecure work, the power and control that you have over the rosters and income of workers and women in this instance um, because they are insecure workers, and also the fact that they that the, in this particular workplace, there has been retaliation when workers have spoken out, whether it's about the union, whether it's about um, underpayments, whether it's about the behaviour of contractors, and now it's about sexual harassment. So we believe the two main drivers that need to be addressed is security in employment, um, but also the freedom to associate, organise in a union, um, build structures of um, democratic worker structures where workers can come forward and when they come forward that their allegations are listened to, heard, acted on and that they don't bear the consequence or retaliation for the bad behaviour of other people in that glass house.
Tell me about Perfection Fresh. What kind of company is it? I love that you've asked me this question because uh, when we get up and start to talk about farms and produce and um, the workers in this sector, uh, there's a lot of, once again, a lot of stereotypes about what it means to be an agricultural company in Australia. Perfection Fresh is one of the largest horticultural companies in Australia. They're a grower, so they have their own farms, but they're an aggregator, which which means that they work with multiple farms around the country um, to kind of, you know, aggregate produce and market and and market them under their brand. Um, they employed 2,000 people in their direct farms and 10,000 workers across the supply chain. They are uh, part of the investment is private equity. So there is actually a lot of uh, global capital that goes into this corporation. So they're, you know, phenomenally wealthy, huge producer of fruit and vegetables in Australia, and they employ a lot of workers either directly or across their supply chain. In this facility where this issue occurred, there were roughly around 800 workers, but only 200 are in secure work. So that goes back to my, you know, back to the thing about the driver of the the issues in the workplace is that the 600 workers who are part of their their workforce are in insecure employment, temporary insecure models that actually in itself means that they that there's a level of fear that's brought into the employment model when they speak out. It's not your mum and dad farm. This is big corporate capital wealth agricultural company and they supply the supermarkets that are making billions of dollars profit and a lot of it is coming from this fresh produce area so we're talking about wealth and so we're talking about 12 women you know on a palm program on a v on visas who've stood up against the big corporate giants and said you need to make these workplaces safe for us and for everyone so it's a a very much a uh you know, David and Goliath kind of battle going on here, um, which is which makes these women the most amazingly fierce women. Once again, they're not vulnerable. They're not timid migrant women. They are fierce, brave, courageous women who have come forward to, to take this issue on. And other than these allegations, and I guess the broader issues of insecure work that you described, are there any other industrial issues that workers are fighting around at Perfection Fresh? Yeah, so, you know, I, I know this company very well because I've been organising it for a while. There are lots of issues at this side. Job security is the num is one is number one that workers really have been fighting for for a long time because uh, it doesn't just impact on workers on visas. This workplace has a very heavy migrant workforce. It's often one of the first jobs you go to when you come to Australia. Um, so job security is number one for everyone whether you're a palm worker, a seasonal worker, um, or whether you live live in Adelaide um, in South Australia. Uh, the other one is the freedom to organise. They want the freedom for the union to be represented and recognised. And, of course, better wages, improved wages, a living wage. Um, agricultural workers are invariably on um, the minimum wage or a little bit above anywhere that workers are above the minimum wage has been through organising and fighting through their union. So they're sort of the hub, job security, living wages and the freedom to associate and that be respected and recognised and there's no retaliation for workers being union in that workplace. 
just going back to the sexual harassment case, what is what happens next? What's happening next in that case? Yeah, so we have a federal court mediation on the 23rd of February. So that's the next step. There was a conciliation at the Human Rights Commission, but um, no settlement. So we're now going on to the next step. And um, look, hopefully we can have... Um, a settlement of justice with the for these women um and with these women because we're not doing it for them it's their it's their case but if not they are prepared to fight the whole way through a hearing in order to win um justice for not just themselves but for every worker in that supply chain and if any of our listeners wanted to support these workers how can they do that Yep, there's a website that everyone can go to and on the website there are a series of actions. So number one, we want everyone to show solidarity with these women. The reason I'm speaking on their behalf, because normally I do this with members because that's what the union is, it's our members, right? Um, and But we're protecting their identity. So what they've done is released an album of songs and what we want is everyone to just spread that album. It's their voices, their stories and their singing and that is designed to sh to have that their voice heard because that's critically important even though we need to protect their identity at the mo at this moment so number 1 we want everyone to share that number 2 send messages to perfection fresh and the supermarkets and there are links in the website where you can do that and ask them to actually settle with these women ask them to support these women and to make their workplaces free of sexual harassment and to recognise their rights to be union and to speak out on matters of safety. Well, Katarina, thank you so, so much for your time on the program today. Was there anything you wanted to add? Just to say, just really just to say thank you to all your listeners. I know so many of them have sent supports of solidarity and messages already and we're only going to win this by organising with workers at Perfection Fresh at Two Wells, the way these women have organised, but also by actually having the solidarity of everyone, the community and all the other unions uh, coming in to support these women. You're listening to Stick Together, Workers' Stories, Union News and Social Justice Issues. Katarina mentioned the UWU's website and those details are unitedworkers.org.au. Get in touch with the union and if you can spare the funds in this cost of living crisis, please donate money to fund the legal case. She also mentioned that the Perfection 12 have launched an album called Bread and Roses. Unable to reveal themselves publicly yet still wishing to tell people about their fight for justice, Bread and Roses gives voice to these worker women and their experiences working on Perfection Fresh Farms in Australia. In a moment, I'm going to play the reimagined version of Bread and Roses, but for the full album and further information about it, go to rottenperfection.org forward slash album. The origins of Bread and Roses date back to the early 1900s, coming from the suffragette movement for equal rights and the militant textile strike in Massachusetts in 1912, led by members of the Industrial Workers of the World. The Bread and Roses strike, as it became known, was won by a diverse migrant workforce who are predominantly women. Here are the perfection fresh women singing their version of Bread and Roses. As we go marching, marching, our home so far away, a million dark and Our 
silence and discloses for the people here are singing red and roses, red and roses. As we go marching, marching, unnumbered room and dead, go crying through our singing, the ancient rightful That's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or iTunes and you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. My name's Giselle Hanna. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. And until next time, stick together and keep safe. Yeah.